I'm asked by a lot of teachers um, what kinds of problems they should use in, in, their, in their work with kids, um, what makes for a good problem, what do problems look like. Um, one of the interesting things is that there, is, there are always myths. So one of the myths now is that a problem is only good if it's real life, and I um, respectfully disagree is the way we say it these days. Um, it seems to me that there are some really important, really valuable, great real life problems, contextual problems to do, but there are equally mathematically interesting problems that engage students completely that have no context. So in this proportional reasoning project I've been involved with, um, my mission in several of the boards that have engaged my work is to uh, focus on the use of manipulatives in math classes with their teachers who are less comfortable with them. And so I've created problems that were completely around manipulatives but had no real context. So here's an example. Um, there would be a problem that children would have pattern blocks and I would say something like, there are twice as many reds as yellows. There are three times as many blues as reds. Um, tell me how many blocks you might have. Tell me what fraction of each design is yellow. There is no context whatsoever. There has not been one single kid who was not fully engaged, like not one, um, because there's stuff to there's stuff that you want to find out about. There's tons of mathematically important questions to ask them. So for example, since I said there were twice as many reds as yellows, I said, so how many red blocks did you have? And how many did you have? And how many did you have? And when we make the list, we only see numbers like two, four, six, eight. Like there's no fives. Like where's the five? And then we start talking about why couldn't there be five? And the kids tell me it's because you said twice. So all these important mathematical ideas come out. And because it's what I call an open-ended problem and kids could go in many directions with it, our conversation is super rich. If I give them just a straightforward, like I went to the store and I paid for this, how much change did I get? Like there's not a heck of a lot of conversation. So I think that I could make contextual problems out of lots of conversations and I often do, but I think a problem means, hey, I don't know what to do, I gotta figure this out. Um, and frequently, if you use the same kind of word problem you use seven other times, it's not a problem anymore. So I think that there are contextual problems that truly are problems because I've never seen anything like this. I really have to think about it. And then there are contextual problems that are so routine that it, you can't even call it a problem anymore. It's like, yeah, another one of those. Remember what I did? Yeah, do it again. So it's not like you should never do those, but those are not problems. Um, I think kids want a mix of those problems. A lot of my work is about creating divergence rather than convergence in math. So I often tell teachers and I tell others that math is sort of a double edge, that there are, there are questions to which there is one answer and like you better get it and four and three is seven and that like that's all it is. Um, but there's a lot of divergence that I want to create and for me, um, I think, I guess it's about creativity uh, to a certain extent that I'm looking for your unique spin on things. So when teachers read the curriculum document and read the words in the document and they see words like add and subtract these numbers, they don't see creativity words. So we have to do a better job of messaging from on high that creativity truly is valued and you can't just say it in one breath and then do this other thing in the other breath. It has to live in the things you ask teachers to do. So um, I actually believe that creativity is for all kids, but I don't think creativity means that you sang a song about the number three or that you wrote a poem about the number eight. I think creativity is you have your own spin on this idea and this is what it sounds like for me. And I think teachers are not really seeing math as creative anyway, so that the only way they can deal with developing creativity in math is to actually do the arts and not really do the math.
The math is, is just like in there, but it's not really what the creativity is all about. So I feel a need for kids to do creativity that has to do with the math. So you can use the arts, but it's just as creative to not go all fancy like that and just to say something like, um, you know, I was thinking, here's a question, like, how did you, why did you do it that way? Or what made you do it that way? I like your way. What do you think about his way? Like, I think creativity is about the divergence as much as it is about this, like, big fun stuff. I think we all need big fun stuff in our lives, so I think we need a balance of those kinds of things. But I think the creativity needs for teachers to be in the math, not the math is, like, stuck in it.